Hey there, Restaurant Pros. It's David Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 82 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom of your restaurant, and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today, I want to talk about a silent morale and profit killer in your restaurant that more often than not is overlooked, and that killer is decision-making waste. Stay tuned, I will not only help you identify decision-making waste challenges, but also how you can easily overcome them, ultimately moving your restaurant towards prosperity. Let's get started, but first, a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. Let's tackle the topic that many restaurant owners may not even realize is affecting their bottom line, and that's the topic of decision-making waste. Decision-making waste in your restaurant is a silent profit killer that can slowly erode margins without restaurant owners even noticing. For example, decisions that take too long to make are like a leaky faucet. That little drip, drip, drip may not seem like a big deal, but can waste thousands of gallons of water over time right in front of you. Addressing decision-making waste is not just about cutting costs, but also about creating a more efficient, effective, and prosperous business. It's about achieving the freedom and financial stability that every restaurant owner dreams of. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clear understanding of what decision-making waste is, how it manifests in your restaurant, and most importantly, how to eliminate it. So grab a notepad, have it ready, right, handy, or get your phone in your hand and make sure you jot down the key takeaways. Let's get started. I believe that there are five major reasons for decision-making waste, and they are analysis paralysis, lack of clarity and inadequate information, bureaucratic delays, lack of accountability and emotion decisions, and finally, a failure to act. Let's get started with reason number one. What is analysis paralysis? Analysis paralysis is probably exactly what you think it is. It's the condition where an individual or team becomes so caught up in examining options and data that they're unable to make a timely decision. While it may not seem like it's any big deal, like it's a harmless delay, in most cases, analysis paralysis can have real financial implications. For example, if you spend too much time deciding on what food and beverage software you're ultimately going to go sign up for, well, the delays in getting that done delays you having accurate up-to-date recipe cost cards, which then can delay you in taking accurate weekly inventories. For every month that goes by, you're losing thousands of dollars in, well, 
cost due to mismanagement of your kitchen when it comes to ordering and production and ultimately tens of thousands of dollars in lost profit opportunities because it's delaying your ability to re-engineer your menu. If I were to just use re-engineering your menu as an example, you got to first understand that you, you can't re-engineer your menu without accurate up-to-date recipe costing cards. And if I take a $2 million restaurant that does 80% of their sales as food every single year, a simple change to that menu could reduce your food costs by just 2%, which equates to $32,000. A $32,000 increase to your bottom line in just one year. For each month, by the way, when that process gets pushed off, we're delaying that process, we're delaying the decision. It could cost you just shy of $2,700 a month. That doesn't include the increase in sales due to maybe any price increases we put in your menu or the reduction in labor costs due to the increased sales. The impact could be enormous. One of the keys to overcoming analysis paralysis is to be decisive in nature and take action, even if it's not perfect action. This should sound very familiar to you since it's, well, directly from my restaurant prosperity formula. To aid in taking action, you need to set specific deadlines for decision-making. For instance, when I work with members on their budget and I see their food cost is too high, one of the most important strategies is to lower their food cost is what? Menu engineering. It starts with picking and setting up an appointment to demo software. And for my members, I send them to marginedge.com forward slash DSP to work with my guy, Bruce Earl directly. He's a restaurant pro. And do know that when I send people to them, I don't get a financial kickback. There's no relationship there that money parts hands. It's just good software. And Bruce is a real pro. So again, go to marginedge.com forward slash DSP and you set up a time with Bruce. Well, let's say you go through that. I let my people know you start that process that you're not going to have recipe cards overnight. It may take you 60, 100, or even more hours, depending on the size and complexity of your menu. That's not just their software. It's any software. There are so many steps in the process of just building the items and so on, starting with your invoices to batch recipes and so on. It's just time consuming. It's not difficult. So we set a deadline for when they're going to do the demo a deadline for when they're gonna sign up, a deadline for when they're gonna start the process. Then we look at their budget and create a reasonable deadline for when the recipe cards are gonna be complete. We then set up a deadline when we get, get them on a Zoom and re-engineer their menu using my menu profitability mo monitor Google Sheet. We then set up a final deadline when the new menu is gonna be designed and on the tables and lower their food costs and their budget that month. So not, we don't click our fingers. We have each process step of the way with a deadline. We made the decision of what we're going to do with deadlines. This is going to create a sense of urgency for my members. And it's going to help them break the cycle of over-analysis. Now I'm going to tell you that sometimes I have members who, well, they actually have recipe costing cards. They're just outdated. And I look at their food costs and let's say they're in their four, the 40% range. And I go, man, we can't, we can't afford to delay for you to sign up for a new software and go through all this. We need to make a change right now. So I'm going to have them fall, follow basically the approach of, well, the good enough approach. This means that we can make a good enough decision based on the available information we have right now. 
when I use somebody's bad information, if you will, recipe cards are out of date, right? They're gone. They're done. They've done been done accurately, but they're not up to date. So the prices are outdated. It doesn't matter if it's six months, two days, a year. I know that when I do the menu analysis, whatever that starting number is of where their ideal food cost should be, that's a bad number because they're not accurate up to date recipe cost cards. They're just accurate. By the way, when we go through the menu engineering process, I know the ending number where we bring their food costs down to, that's a bad number. We started with bad, bad information. We're going to end with bad information. But heck, even though we know this information is bad, because we had data, if we re-engineer their menu and drop it by three points, the changes we're going to make, what we're going to merchandise, what we're going to get rid of, where we're going to raise prices, what we're going to reimagine a dish, and the list goes on. But we drop their food costs 3%. No matter what our starting number was and our ending number was, that estimate of 3%, well, that's going to be the result. So we're going to see results. Instead of waiting for a perfect set of data or circumstances, which often lead to missed opportunities, sometimes it's good enough to use the good enough information to make that good enough decision now because that's better than waiting for the perfect decision that's made too late. How about reason number two, lack of clarity and in, inadequate information. Unclear objectives can lead to inconsistent decision-making while inadequate or incorrect data can result in costly mistakes. These issues can create a domino effect in your restaurant. For example, with the lack of clarity, you're asking your management team, to basically make decisions, run your business using their common sense. And there ain't no such thing. They have to interpret what they think you want done on a daily basis based on their own experiences. This can lead to managers making costly decisions for your restaurant, like keeping your team members too long each shift, robbing you of your bottom line because they're using their gut and their eyes to make cutting decisions. To aid them in making timely and correct decisions, you need to teach them about labor budgets, how these budgets, these numbers are calculated, where these numbers come from, and what systems you want them to follow to control these numbers. By giving them all the information, all the information they need, and by being clear, not only your, will your management team control their labor budget, but they'll feel confident in doing so. Overall, no matter what challenge you want your team to solve, having the right data is imperative. The old adage of garbage in, garbage out is extremely accurate in this case. But again, remember the good enough principle is sometimes something we need to use because we need to make a change today instead of delay, delay, delay. Do understand that your tech stack is an incredible place to start when, when it comes to grabbing timely and accurate data. Think about how much data you can grab from one tool alone, and that's your point of sale system. Often what I tell people is the most, the most important piece of equipment you will ever buy in your restaurant because of the data. See, at any point in time, if I go into my POS system, I can easily grab timekeeping data to control my labor. I can grab my item by item sales mix report to calculate my ideal food cost and use that data to re-engineer my menu. I can find my average ticket per person to calculate my efficiencies. I can grab my daily sales report to control my cash and populate all my systems, my labor systems, and my cost of goods sold systems, and so much more. 
To assist in, well, overcoming lack of clarity and inadequate information, you need to create a culture of informed decision-making. By doing so, you'll instill a culture where decisions are made based on clear objectives and accurate data. This could involve training programs, regular reviews, or even incentivizing staff for contributing valuable data or insights. Reason number three, bureaucratic delays. Bureaucratic delays are when there are too many people, just too many people involved in any decision-making process. For example, a bartender wants to rearrange the speed rail because they understand that they need to put their highest moving bottles on either end of that speed rail. Then this will increase the efficiency. They understand that by not making that decision, it's creating a bottleneck at the server well for the servers who are taking care of the guests in the dining room. But to make the decision, to make the change, I should say, the bartender has to go to the bar manager. The bar manager needs to go to the GM. The general manager needs to go to the owner. Oh, by the way, who only comes in one day a week. Delay, delay, delay. And basically, unnecessary delays in decision-making due to over com overly complex or cumbersome processes often involve multiple layers of approval are often exactly that, unnecessary. The hidden costs of bureaucratic delays can, well, lead to things like lost revenue from delayed promotions, increased labor costs from inefficient scheduling, or even cost of lost morale among the staff who feel like, well, their time's being wasted. You need to streamline decision-making by empowering your team members to make decisions that don't need to go all the way up the ladder. Set up a decision-making hierarchy so that everyone on your team knows what they can move on on their own versus asking permission and so on. We'll talk about this again later. The key to making this happen is to define, define team members' roles empower them to make decisions where they have the authority to do so and give your team regular performance reviews where we talk about not only where they made good decisions, but about where they need to ask. Reason number four, lack of accountability and emotional decisions. Lack of accountability is where there's no clear accountability. Decisions can be delayed, poorly executed, and not made at all. Emotional decisions, on the other hand, are those made on impulse or gut feeling rather than the data or logic. When these occur, it can create a ripple effect leading to inconsistent customer experience, poor financial decisions, or even legal complications. For example, emotional decisions in customer service can lead to negative reviews, while lack of accountability in inventory management can result in waste and higher costs of goods sold. And after 20 plus years of presenting to and coaching independent restaurants, I can't even count how many times I've gotten the message across to restaurant owners of the importance of having accurate, up-to-date recipe costs and cards. And when they've gotten home, while they, they've gone and assigned the tasks to their management team, due to lack of accountability, they never got done, costing them tens of thousands of dollars in missed opportunity in their bank account. And then they're the people who understand how much money could be lost if they don't get that project done and get a new menu out. But they decide to redo their menu using, without using recipe cost cards, just using their gut. Because why? Minimum wage has gone up because their cost of food has gone up and they feel like I need to move now. I need to improve my bottom line right now, my situation, and I'm just going to make this decision using my gut. 
and they end up promoting the wrong menu items. They end up raising the prices too high across the board instead of strategically making decisions based on menu mix. And this results in their driving their sales down because customers no longer see their food as a value. And oh, by the way, sometimes can drive their costs up at the same time because they didn't use the right data. They acted on impulse. Now, a well-trained management team is less likely to make emotional decisions and even you being better trained, having the right information. And with strong leadership being crucial to that, again, part of the restaurant prosperity formula, this allows you to establish clear, time, clear lines of accountability. Again, themes I talk about a lot. A practical tip is to create a decision-making matrix. Ah, remember, we kind of talked about this, that outlines who is responsible for what type of decisions. That could be a simple, well, chart based on your organizational chart or a complex tool that's integrated into project management software like Asana. Having great training programs that focus on data-driven decision-making can be crucial to your success with this. This is why I preach what I preach, that you need a budget because your budget is your plan for success. Once you know the systems you want to implement to achieve your budget targets, you can train your management team on those systems, helping them make decisions without emotion and ultimately hold your team accountable to those systems and desired results. Do you see how all it all strings together? Adding a management bonus program can also incentivize your management team, well, to take accountability seriously. This could be financial incentives for meeting targets or recognition programs that highlight individuals or team contributions. Your management bonus program gets your management team to focus on what's important to you each quarter and make decisions that get you your desired results. Reason number five, failure to act. This is a big one, right? What is the last piece of the restaurant prosperity formula? Take action. So failure to act is, is a big deal to me. Failure to act is pretty self-explanatory, but let me define it to make sure we're both on the same page. Failure to act is the inability or unwillingness to make a decision, leading to stagnation, lost opportunities, and even business failure. There are many costs associated with failing to act. You could have lost revenues because you failed to update your menu. You could have higher costs of goods sold because you failed to implement any number of kitchen controls. You could have higher labor costs because you failed to hire more kitchen people. So your current team is putting in tons of overtime hours, costing you thousands of dollars. Your sales could suffer because you failed to implement any of those great marketing ideas. And the list goes on and on and on. Failure to act is probably one of the most common mistakes I see restaurant owners make when they first join my group coaching program. This is why I won't let anybody join my program unless they can identify an implementer on their team to go through the program with them. The implementer is the key because they're the ones who take action. To aid in your taking action, you might set up action triggers, specific conditions or deadlines that, well, when they're met, automatically trigger a decision or action. For example, if your inventory levels drop to a particular level, well, you automatically put in it. When it hits here, we're going to reorder. It's a trigger. It's automatic. 
This again is where systems in your restaurant make these kinds of decisions easy because they're basically a part of your process. One of the key components to the systems I teach, which includes budgeting and recipe costing cards, is that I take you from being a reactive management team to a proactive management team. When you foster a culture where proactivity is the norm, you encourage your staff to take initiative and contribute ideas for improvement. From there, they're invested in the process and they're gonna help you take action. Again, accountability is key. You need to hold people accountable for their, well, failure to act, just as you would be if they've made a poor decision. This could involve regular performance reviews that assess not just what actions were taken, but also what opportunities were missed due to inaction. Before I finish, I want to share with you a great decision-making tool called the five ways. The five, or I'm sorry, the five whys. The five whys is a problem-solving technique that aims to get to the root cause of a problem by asking the question, why, five times in succession. The, the idea of this was, well, first, to get often to the point of, from a system or a, a symptom, rather to the underlying issue. How do I, I've got this problem, but is that a symptom? We keep moving on, moving on till we get to the underlying issue. By continuing to ask why, you can dig deeper into a problem and uncover the root cause. This technique was originally developed by uh, Sakichi Toyota and was later used within Toyota Motor Corporation as a part of their problem-solving training. Here's a simplified example to illustrate how it works, particularly in the restaurant your restaurant. So we start off with, why was the customer dissatisfied? We look into it and we say, oh, it's because the food got to their table, it was, it was cold. Now we say, why was the food cold? Well, because it sat in the past too long. So the server never got, before it got to them, right? People didn't deliver it before it died in the window. Why did it sit too long in the past? Because the server failed to check that the dish was ready. Why did the server fail to check? Oh, because the food runner, we had a food runner that day and they were too busy running somebody else's order. So it died. Why didn't somebody notify the server? Because there's no system in place to ensure that a server is notified as soon as a dish is ready. And they also don't understand that they're still ultimately responsible for their table, even when the food runner's working. See, in that example, the root cause of the customer dissatisfaction is not that the food was cold, but that there was no effective system in place to ensure that the server is notified immediately when a dish is ready to be served. Addressing this root cause would likely prevent, well, similar issues in the future. The five whys technique is particularly useful because it's simple, straightforward, and can be applied quickly in various situations. However, it's essential to involve the right people in the questioning process and to be careful not to jump to conclusions or make assumptions. The goal is to identify the root cause so that you can implement a solution that prevents the problem from reoccurring, and this aids in speeding up your decision-making process virtually eliminating decision-making waste in your restaurant. Remember, decision-making waste comes from 
different directions, all different directions, analysis, paralysis, lack of clarity and inadequate information, bureaucratic delays, lack of accountability, emotional decisions and failure to act while the restaurant business is challenging all by itself, especially when it comes to making decisions, you have the power to turn things around in your restaurant. Take the first step, no matter how small towards eliminating decision-making waste and achieving the prosperity you seek. Again, this kind of change starts with you. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I wanna thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I wanna give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.